So we're aware of how hard parenting can be. So we decided to start this show here at, at Mount Pleasant to to talk about the things that parents go through. And our uh, whole purpose for this is to produce some content that will help you to be a better parent. All this is just an encouragement, something that can help you and your kids, your family, and and help us as a church just come together. So today's uh, topic, actually, I'm here with Julia, Julia Huddleston. Hello. She's our, our children's director here at our church. And uh, today we were going to talk about the need of a local church and your community to help you because it's extremely hard to do parenting alone. I am a new dad. Um, Brittany and I had our first son, Gideon. <laughs> He's three months old. So I don't claim by no means know everything really much about parenting. But there's there's enough things that as I go through it, I, I, I kind of wish that there was... I'm a video guy, so I wish there was a video <laughs> series, 10 episodes of babe Parenting for Dummies on yeah. on on how to be a parent or what to expect or what, you know. And so I guess this is kind of that, too. And Julia, You're you, just, you just get launched right in. I'm, yeah, I jumped right in. But just, I have good help. And that's the thing mm-hmm. is, but I wasn't alone. Had I really been alone, that would have been really rough. And maybe there's people that are alone and feel alone. And that's why mm-hmm. we want to do this. So, so Julia, what are your credentials as a mom? Well, I am, do I have to tell my age? <laughs> I've been a mom since I was 22. So, oh, 30 years. Now I, now I am telling my 30 age. 30 plus 22. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, 30. Anyway, I have three kids and they have, there's a span of 10 years between my oldest and my youngest. I have a girl, a boy, and a girl. So, bookend by girls, mm-hmm. poor boy. But anyway, they turned um, out all right. Yeah, they. I definitely God has blessed us with some great kids, and but not for lack of um, some really poor parenting at times. I I would love to come back. I could talk many hours about the poor but there, parenting. But there's not ever going to be that one parent that, if they're honest, can say, "Oh, well, yeah, I did everything right. Oh, yeah, I got no. it." I mean, no, no it's no. every. I'm sure all parent is going to be marked with things that. And I really wish I didn't say that or did that or yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and even us just having Gideon for three months, we get a little bit of that of just mm-hmm. we didn't know. But we're going to talk about parent fails in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> when it comes to the need of a local church, I think Brittany and I haven't moved from California. Being here, we didn't really have any friends or any family. We had you guys, um, both yeah. of you. you <clears throat> Brittany grew up with you, but. Mm-hmm. Besides that, there wasn't much. If we didn't have our church family, um, it really would have been hard. I can't imagine people that aren't part of such a community that are trying to do this alone or, or with just a few people helping. We had the help of people, of so many parents. Every time we come to church with Gideon, everyone wants to, to hold them. There's so many parents right now in Mount Pleasant. It's crazy. Yeah. And we can talk about all these things. The reason mm-hmm. we knew Gideon had a, a tongue tie was because we knew of a couple parents at our church that had that and they're like, hey, you should go look out for them. Sure enough, he had a tongue tie and now he's better. Yeah. And little things like that, it's the advice and just knowing someone's there to listen. Yeah. So uh, what's your experience with the importance of a church and, and having community as you begin to parent? Well, I mean, as I've been working in kids ministry for a long time, actually longer than I've been a parent. I started when I was 18. Oh. 
um, teaching. I just kind of jumped in and started teaching VBS. So I have always loved kids. I've been around kids a lot. It's kind of just been my thing. I've always loved kids. I love people though, in general. So I like a lot of ages, but one of the things, um, as far as like the church should be doing, I feel like for kids ministry or just having that community is obviously teaching your kids. Um, we want to teach them about Jesus and about, um, you know, how to do life with God. But also we want to be there for the parent. And that's one of the yeah. things that I feel like I'm just figuring out because I've only been in the children's directory part for, you know, officially mm -hmm. for a little over a year. And so I've always just jumped in and helped to teach the kids, but there's so much more to it. Um, the parents need a lot of help <clears throat> because the parents are the actual teacher and model, not me. Right. Even though we like to see that, you know, we want our kids to get something more and get the Bible stories in right. depth and all the fun that you can do and all the cool things. We want to help. Yeah. But would you agree that it almost seems like as the culture changes, it, it could very easily become like, you want parents may want the the all the spiritual stuff that's what church is for right but our goal as as a church as a children and youth ministry is to help you parents to be equipped that mm -hmm. yes well we will have them during sundays we will have our programs with them and we are going to teach them the more important things to do is to help you as a parent to do those things, to know how to teach your kids the Bible, yeah. how to read, how to do all that. To feel confident. And mm -hmm. we are, I would say we're not, we're failing at that. For me, I haven't reached that point in ministry yet to where. Of feeling I'm, like you're equipping parents yeah, enough. I'm, yeah, I'm failing to equip parents because I really do think it's hard to know, especially if you don't know your Bible really well, or even if you do, it's just really awkward in the family mm -hmm. setting because you don't just sit your kids down during the day and go, okay, we're going to have Bible story time. Um, although that would be great. Some do. Some do. But not, yeah, it's not common. Yeah. Um, I feel like people who practice routine at home are probably more likely to do that. And so that's part of it. Part of it is just actually getting good at being disciplined right. and stuff and, like that. So. And that specific one is a topic for one of these videos at yeah. another time of, of how to have family time, reading the Bible, family devotions. Yeah. People call it many different things. So that is awesome. a topic for another time. But uh, you mentioned, you know, the feeling of failing, like you're not equipping parents enough. Yeah. And I think that it it's uh, a cool ambition of yours to have to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but to just show you a little grace, I mean, Really, it's it's as parents, we fail if we don't equip ourselves to raise your kids right. right. So, I mean, you're taking that burden on yourself. And as people who work at a church, we should care. And well, we, we do. We fail forward, right? We fail right. forward. When we fail, it's a, it's a wake-up call like, oh, we need to do this right. and as a parent or as a leader. Yeah. And hopefully what we do with these videos, mm -hmm. you know, these short videos talk about different things is encourage you to be equipped and to be ready to to when the time comes, you know what to do. You will be ready to lead a family devotion. You'll be ready to talk about hard topics with your kids. Confident. You said the word confident. You'll be confident to do these things. And that is that is our hope as a mm -hmm. as a church, as Mount Pleasant. We want to be able to offer those things through you through workshops, through videos, through our Sunday service, our kids ministry, everything. We wanted to 
uh, help you and equip you. So just a few things that we do as a church, in case some of you didn't know the things we do offer for parents. Uh, some awesome things we received when Gideon was born was like being part of a meal train. The first couple of weeks when Gideon was born, I mean, you don't really feel like cooking. And let's be honest, it's, just, it's, it's more like the guy. The guy's going to yeah. either, we're either going to be buying drive through or, you know, take yep. out all the time or we're going to cook. And that doesn't always go well. But the church does this great thing where we have a, a meal train and people from our church sign up and take you meals. And that was such a blessing for us yeah. to be able to have. We had like two weeks. We yeah. didn't really and so many leftovers, mm -hmm. just a warning. So many leftovers. <laughs> um, people are cooking for eights and it's just it was just three yeah. of us. But it was great. Um, another thing that we do or another thing that is awesome about a church community is that there are a lot of people willing to babysit. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't know everyone, so it's not like you're just going to hand out your kid to anyone. But something about right. having community and people around is that you don't suddenly feel alone. Like if you want to. We went out on a date and we had friends that said, oh, yeah, we'll watch your kid. And, and you you go have a date and come back later. And, and that feels so cool to have friends that. Even though they had a kid, they were willing to do that. You know? I always. I mean, of course, Jeff and I have always been in the body of Christ, in the community of Christ. And, I mean, we've lived far from family. We've um, all the way across the country in California. And just a body of believers, people that do life together, they provide everything that your family can mm -hmm. and so or can't. And they are your family. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we always had, of course, we're the ministers of the church, and so are you. And so, you know, everyone knows us, and not everyone may know you, but that's why we always are saying, get into a group, right? Um, get involved, yeah. get to know people, because they become, you may have family here, right here in, in this community, and that's great, but it's just so nice to have more people, because it, it takes a lot to raise yeah. a kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want to use Hillary's words takes a village but oh, no. it really does i mean it really does it's a great great line yeah. and so we hate to use her words and then <laughs> as a church uh something that we offer as mount pleasant is we have a, a great kids ministry and we try to do things you know mm -hmm. on on wednesday nights we have our studies and we try to offer something for kids during church services so that parents can come and receive the word and and not really be worried about chasing their kid we do have um a, ch a children's ministry going on at that time to help do that and and it's great stuff that the kids are learning but again as we would talk mm -hmm. about the goal isn't just to let us handle the spiritual development of your child we'd love to help but we really want to help you learn and grow so that you can do that as well so children's ministry is is great and it's meant to be uh, an aid a guide but it's not meant to be the only spiritual um intake that your kid's gonna or should have mm -hmm. so um that is to us at mount pleasant the the importance of having a church and a community behind you is we get to help in so many different ways and i hope we hope that you choose to stay to be plugged in or stay plugged in find a group mm -hmm. find a group of people that uh, are, are are there for you and that you can be for there for them that is the whole point of why we do, why we push small groups as a church and, and anything we do is, is, is have a community that can help you do things. So mm -hmm. yep. one of the um, segments you want to do is uh, we're going to we're going to talk now about some advice. What is some practical <laughs> advice 
that you have, some things you wish you knew before right. you had a kid that now you get to share with hopefully a new parent, <laughs> soon-to-be parent watching. Is what's one thing you, you want to help them with? Well, um, you won't be surprised by this answer, but um, the fun, well, here's a funny one, kind of. You mm -hmm. know, you can exist on three <laughs> hours of sleep. Yeah. Something you did not know, right? Yeah. You know that now. You can do it. Now, I didn't say function because, see, you've got your coffee right there. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't function well, but you can exist and so keep a child alive. It's more like <laughs> if you really think you need sleep or depend on sleep, if that makes you nervous. Yeah. Yes, it's possible. You you can, you know, he'll getting <laughs> could have cried till midnight, goes down for 45 minutes enough time to clean mm -hmm. I, I i will have a whole segment on cleaning baby bottles a whole <laughs> rant about what america has done with all yeah. these bottles and anyways yeah. but like he'll go down and then i'll be cleaning bottles and then he wakes up again and then we feed him and then there's something else to do and then it's two in the morning and then you think well he's just gonna wake up in an hour so i'll just i'll stay in this room or hold them he yeah. wakes up you know total <laughs> Throughout the whole night, you may sleep three hours. Yeah. But then, and then you go to work the next day, and then you're, but you're awake. Yeah. It, it happens, but it, it's just, it doesn't last. There's this moment where you think, there's no way I can go to work. But you do. You and have then, to. and, and you suddenly kind of wake up and you're like, okay, I guess. But I'm it's not meant to this. last forever. No. And, and no, hopefully, it, does. it doesn't. You know, it's 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 a week, it's two, it's three as you're starting to get used to the baby and, and sleeping and then you get used to sleeping less. But then the baby starts sleeping it's more. It's getting a little better, right? Little it, bit, it's yeah. much better for us. I actually I, it's really good for us. And good. I just feel bad because there are parents who who, who don't see you know, are their kids older than us. And but every kid's different and every parent's different. And well, that takes me into the next thing that I was going to say um, that, you know, things that you don't know. And one of them is parent guilt. And you you deal with this, like, before you have kids, you think, well, my kid is going to be this hmm. and act like that. And you're confident in it. I mean, you see other families and you see them doing things and you're like, yeah, we're, we're not going to do that or we're going to do this. And my child, and it's sort of like a, you live in sort of like this, um, we do this with marriage too, like a dream world, sort mm -hmm. of like a romance. It, it feels romantic. And then the baby comes. Mm -hmm. It's not very, yeah, not my, very romantic. My, my kid's never going to have a phone or an iPad. Yeah. My, my kid's going to learn to read and walk Ooh. and everything fast. And Well, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, mine that. will, but. It's, it's just all that comparison. But I, what I realized is that as soon as I became a parent, I spent so much time feeling guilty. Now, you may not have gotten there quite yet, but I've, you spend a lot of your waking hours feeling guilty about things you did or didn't do. And as they age, it just kind of can continue to get worse. And I think he may be like just it's been three months, right? Not yeah. enough time for me to. There's not many things that we can or not do with him. He <laughs> right, just, you have to. He eats and poops and sleeps. Mm -hmm. But as life moves forward. You will, and you're getting ready to get there. You may have already started this game a little bit. There's the comparison game. And some of it's natural. Like, it just, you can't help it because it's outward stuff. So, like, for instance, um, your baby walked at 10 months, but mine didn't walk till 15. Or 
mine's not walking yet. So wait, is something wrong? What did I do? Did I do something wrong? Mm -hmm. Um, Am I, or is something wrong, you know? And then you just start, like everything starts clicking. Then it, then it morphs into parenting skills and styles. Yeah. So how, so you start asking questions. How do they get their kid to sit still? How do they get them to listen? How do they homeschool? So I how? ask I ask those <laughs> questions like all these to young parents. I'm like, oh, how did you get your kids to do this? Mine, you know, getting being months away from being able to do mm-hmm. this, I just want to know. But there's always seems to be an older person in the room saying, it doesn't matter what they did. Yeah. Your kid's going to be different. I'm like, well, yeah. I just want to know. But they're like, it doesn't. Yeah. And part of me's always thought that's the grouchiness. Their kid probably wasn't walking until <laughs> 15 months. So they're just mad. <laughs> But, but maybe, but it could also just be them knowing, trying to share wisdom in in a, in a mean way of saying like, don't even try to nail it to science because it may not be the same just because your your kids are different. That comparison game is just, I mean, women do this, tend to do this anyway, you know, and, and as it's just, it's just not a good place to be, to compare your child or your unique child. We're each unique, your unique child in your unique situation and mm-hmm. family. It cannot compare to someone else's. And so um, I heard this about 10 years ago, and I've always remembered it, that comparison is the thief to joy. Mm-hmm. And it does. It just robs you. And our world with, we don't, we're not going to get into the digital stuff today, but I know you will eventually, but work is so bad. Mm-hmm. The comparison is just, if you're on social media, you just see it daily right. and you think that you're just a bad parent and the parent guilt really gets you. And that's not where we're supposed to land. Yeah, all. social media really is. And it mm-hmm. definitely will be a topic at another time. But the reason it's hard is because as parents, we only we post the good pictures yeah. when they're smiling, when they're walking, when they're, you know, or but, funny ones sometimes. Right. You know, but like, but we're funny over here, you know, you're not. <laughs> but we're not going to post about how hard it was for Brittany to breastfeed for a month because he had a tongue tie. Mm-hmm. You don't talk about that. It just hurts, you know, painful, Painful but you know what moments. we did, <laughs> but you know what we did post is that mm-hmm. he's three months and like 21 pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of that, you know, but because as parents, we kind of choose to even mm-hmm. play the game of look at all the cool things we're doing, Yeah. but we don't talk about the hardships and, and we yeah. feed the system as well, which yeah. make, may make a mom of a kid that's three months old think, well, my kid's only like 12 pounds. Like something's wrong with him. But no, it's my kid getting chunky. And it's not necessarily bad because we are capable of um, kind of bumping. We are capable of bumping through the hard sometimes. And we want to just resonate on the, the milestones and the good. That's not a bad thing. Mm. You don't want to wallow down in all the misery of how painful it was. You, de- you definitely need to think about it and look at it and and realize that it's a good process to mm-hmm. get you where you are. But you don't want to just wallow around in the pain of it. You want to grow from it, and you do want to celebrate the milestones. And it is great. And as you look back, now I'm a parent of three that are out of the house. You look back, and you don't wallow around in the misery of right. it. You you just remember the highlight, the high moments. And it's a, it's amazing how our brains are able to kind of like let go of that stuff right and partly it's because of jesus is how i believe so Mm -hmm. so i don't have a lot of other advice although i guess i was going to tell some moms one mom to another is this is going to sound maybe too secular 
but it, there's some truth in it. And of course we want to trust God, of course, mm -hmm. but trust yourself. And I want to say this, please trust yourself because there are so many voices. Mm -hmm. And as one mom to another, um, you have like these maternal instincts and you don't because you're not a mom. But there are dad instincts, I'm sure, that I don't know about. And maybe Jeff can come and talk about those. There are things, like, there are things that are just, like, natural, mm -hmm. you know? And you want to have, you feel like you're never going to get it. But you do need to trust your instincts. And pick people that can help you that are right. trusted along the way. Um, not too many voices. Too many voices makes you crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but trusted. And if you don't have trusted people... To help you find your way and and to kind of give you boost your confidence, you know, like right. yeah, that's the right thing, or no, maybe not. Maybe I not think that. that's where the the paternal instincts kick in. Of mm -hmm. Brittany did say things like, well, you know, so and so said this, and she said this. This worked for her, and yeah. what kicked in me, it's like I don't care what they. Yeah. Like your body is different, and we're going yes. through this separately, and we do what is you know best for for. Yeah. So maybe uh, maybe it's not paternal. Maybe it's just the the <laughs> bluntness of a guy that's like, I don't care. We're doing, you know, this is what we need to do. I don't care if you yeah. saw this on Instagram or some post because it's the same thing, right? A lady that maybe got lucky and her kid did this, and we all these ladies think, well, that's what we have to do. And yeah. sometimes it's just it's not ideal. Yeah, we do have instinct, and I do think it's from God. And when you're a believer, you have the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so definitely you've got to go to God, you know, mm -hmm. that's our, we always think go to God daily. So anyway, but I do think there is like, trust yourself. And some people haven't grown up in the best situations and I don't really know what that would be like. And so they do feel unconfident and I'm not saying do this alone. Mm -hmm. I'm saying with a couple of trusted family members or friends, people you really trust, but you listen, but then you kind of use your own. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that parents are told to trust their instincts. Mm -hmm. I think we're told to go read a book or something. <laughs> Speaking of instincts, um, another segment that I have here is I wanted us to talk about some parent fails. <laughs> some some things that maybe we neglected hearing our instincts and something happened and funny yeah. or not. Uh, sometimes yeah. things happen, happens as a parent. I think it's good to talk about those things. Hey, I yeah. messed up. I did this. I can laugh about it now. Then it wasn't funny. Because if we don't, then sometimes we can take this too seriously some? or be. I did one thing that could have been bad, but it wasn't. I just didn't think about this. I went to the dealer to get some work done on my truck. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to be 30 minutes. So I sat in the waiting room with Gideon. I got him off the car seat. He was covered because it was cold outside. But I walk inside and it was warm in their waiting room. But he was sleeping, so I left him there covered. I ended up being there for two and a half hours. And Gideon was asleep the whole time. <laughs> but I didn't think about, like, removing the blanket because he was too warm. So then two and a half hours later, I'm like, well, I just, I look and his cheeks were red and he's oh. warm and he's sweat. Not like he wasn't, it wasn't bad. His cheeks were just uh -huh. red. He had a little sweat in the back. Yeah. But in the moment, I'm like, oh. <gasps> He overheated. He he passed out. <laughs> Gideon, wake up! And he was he just woke. He's like, what's, what's going wrong? on? He was I'm fine. fine. Oh, that's but funny. in that moment, I thought this could have. Yeah. Check check your kid more often, not just because yeah. he's sleeping. Me, you know, and and mm -hmm. I debate. You see, here's the thing. I debated to ever let anyone know this happened. 
what are they gonna think of me that i'm no i'm not safe my son's gonna no i think yeah. it's okay to say now i know you just check in on your kid you lift up the cover oh we, you know there's a, yeah. take the blanket out um it's okay to talk about those things as men i don't think we want to admit that we mess up oh i never mess up my kid my kid's perfect and but we do yeah and we do we just we need to talk about it more i i mean i like i said before sometimes you you kind of forget the bad and you just bump through the highlights of your of your kid's childhood so it took me a minute i had to think but there's yeah definitely a couple of times so i was always taking the kids to church because Jeff was already there and I was always taking the kids to church on a Sunday morning myself getting them up getting them ready that's one of the harder parts of being a minister's wife and so um well don't you just tell them to get ready and they get ready well yeah <laughs> you just say, I actually did have pretty good kids because you know like my they, kids when I say be ready by 30 they'll be ready so. that's right well it would there would be mornings that were pretty challenging mm. and there was one particular morning and i think it was when savannah was a baby and um, alicia would have been about 10 and mark was six and savannah was a baby roughly and i was always needing to get to church too timely because i wanted to make it to first service because i was typically teaching second service because i was teaching even then i i was always teaching i love teaching love kids and so i and rushing and yelling of course that's what moms do yelling to get everybody in the car hurry hurry you know it was worse i'm sure than hurry hurry but we get in and i'm really irritated and i we had a garage oh. i put the car in reverse I know where this is going. back not i didn't back really fast but i start backing up and i back into the garage door of course and it did dent the garage door out a little and it did dent scratch the bumper but it wasn't too bad but yeah you're just it just ruffles you right. and it was kind of a wake-up call too because i think the parent fails are good wake-up calls mm -hmm. and and um, especially when nothing bad happens and it does teach you it does teach you because you're like okay i need to slow down or mm -hmm. whatever and then the second one <laughs> Poor Mark. <laughs> there have been a couple with Mark, um, and it could have been his fault, honestly. Probably. But um, Mark got left at church one day, and That's we did Mark's not fault. know. He was probably he wasn't real young. It was in California. I think he was like eight, nine, or ten. Uh, he's fine. Yeah, he was fine. And I don't even know what he was doing because there were no other kids. Like all of his friends were in the car: Brody and Wade, and Brody is Brittany's brother, so. Um, they were all in the car, but um, somehow Mark didn't get in. We thought he was in their car because that's how it was. We'd all pack into cars and go to lunch. Well, we thought he was in their car, and they just assumed he was with us. So we all take off, and we go all the way to the restaurant. I forget which one we were at, but 10, 15 minutes away. And we realize when we get there, like, where's Mark? <laughs> you didn't notice he wasn't uh, talking? or I can't even remember if he was – if. He was by himself, you know, locked because there was gates at church everywhere and they were all the gates were locked and everything. So he was just he was fine. In, he was I safe. I didn't even know what he was doing. And those are the kinds of things that you get, you know, muddled in your head. But yeah, th that wasn't a very See, great See, but parents moment. nowadays <laughs> would have thought like, well, my kid would have just texted me. Or, yeah, you know? exactly. And that was before phones. Actually, there may have been someone at church who did call us. I, I But I don't even know if we had phones then. I, I can't even remember. 
I was like, we just drove back to church, I think, because we knew, well, he hopefully, and there's a little bit of a panic moment as a mom because you think, well, I hope he's there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where else would he be? You never know with kids. They might just start take off walking or something. Yeah. Anyway, so that's. Again, the reason of these being shared mm-hmm. is to uh, show you how these things happen to parents. It's normal mm-hmm. and and it's okay to talk about them. And you said it's like when nothing bad happens, we can learn from it, you know, yeah. better than if something horrible happens. And um, I learned that I'm not a independent guy that can do and go wherever I want without having to check in on this living little creature that's in this car seat next you got to check in on your son (laughs) and um and Julia learned that you can't just get in your car and leave you gotta (laughs) make sure you gotta make sure that all your kids are in the car before you do yeah yeah you're probably going to in and out that's what you're doing probably and you know I feel like life is even more chaotic now you know busy and I think that that wars against us and um, makes it hard and when you're in fast moments is when you typically aren't paying attention and mm-hmm. it happens both of mine were when i was in a hurry right so well um we will end this with just do you have any word of encouragement for any any um well any I, last thing you want to say <laughs> i i did write down a verse that has been standing out to me lately and just as a parent you're always you're tired mm-hmm. and I am still a parent and believe it or not, I still get tired because I still get caught sometimes worrying um, about even my kids who are grown and out of the house. And so this verse I has been resonating with me. It's I'm going to read it. Matthew 11, 28 through 29 says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. And ah, sweet rest. As a parent, you're like, I want rest and mm. sleep. And um, even as a parent of older children, you can just get burdened down with worry and guilt and just comparisons and all the things that can just... And um, But God shows us grace. He's a grace giver, and we just need to keep running to him because he's the one that gives us the grace to get through, and then we can extend that grace Mm -hmm. in our parenting skills, which is a whole nother topic because that's a hard one to extend the grace. We want to do the law. We just have too many things (laughs) to talk about, Um, but we'll wrap this one up just uh, for the time. We do want to keep these episodes short short enough that we can Mm -hmm. talk about many uh, of these things. our smaller section so julia thank you for uh joining me on our first episode for the our our uh, our new thing we're doing for parents and if you have any um questions or comments or things you would like to hear us discuss in this with the different people we have coming then let us know we'd love to we'd love to do that so um thank you for for watching and we'll see you next time see ya